0: Welcome to episode 288 of the Parkrun Adventures podcast. I am Ollie Spake, and I am joining this week once again from Dharawal Country.
1: And I am Melissa Ellison. I'm coming from Wurundjeri Country. And how are you, Mel? Oh, couldn't be better. Magnificent Monday. That's good. <laughs> how <laughs> That's are you, good. Ollie?
0: I am good. I am a little sore and tired, but I am good. It is a Monday, which is, of course, almost one of the most wonderful days of the week.
1: What makes you sore on this fine Monday?
0: Um, I got out running, which, oh. was, uh, which was nice. I mean, that's not unusual, I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I made the last minute decision last week to go and sign up for one of our local events, uh, the Wollongong Running Festival, and jumped in and did the half marathon. So it was a lot of fun but the legs are a bit sore, the toenails are deciding whether they want to stick around, you know, all that fun stuff.
1: Oh, I remember <laughs> those days when I could run a half marathon on a whim. <laughs> uh,
0: well, now, not quite a whim, but yeah.
1: This is the same Wollongong running festival that we did at Palms. Four years ago? Oh, I suppose it's
0: it's the latest version of that. Ah. It's different organisers, but the course would be quite familiar to those that were there back at the first Palm, the Sunday event uh, in Wollongong on Sunday morning. And, yeah, different start and finish location, but a lot of common points. I distinctly remember Mr. Brendan Peel heading off the course. <laughs> no,
2: don't talk about the war.
0: Um, And I was thinking that as I made that particular term, but it's a lovely course. It goes around the lighthouse and along the foreshore um, there at North Wollongong, but it does follow, uh, well, all of the North Wollongong park run course as part of its course. So great fun, a lot of familiar faces, well-supported by park runners and local running groups alike.
1: I've done a freedom run of North Wollongong, I'm pretty sure.
0: You have. I have. You have.
1: Yes, with Chris. That's I right. Was visiting uh, when I did the, what did I come and do? Windang, the um the oh, Bridge. Yes.
0: What was it? That's uh, right. Uh, what's the street? <laughs> the Banksia Avenue, Banksia, not Parkrun. Yes,
1: yes, yeah, yes.
0: That's right. Back when you travelled up for the uh, <laughs> the relaunch of Parkrun in <laughs> South Wales. <laughs>
1: Yeah, let's not go back there. Let's look forward. Well.
0: Let's look forward, Looking yeah. forward,
1: but looking forward to last yeah. Saturday. That's yes. not a good segue. How was <laughs> your park run morning at the park run that shall not be named?
0: The park run that shall not be named had 77 visitors. <gasps> um, well, 77 participants. Gosh, 77 visitors. That'd be something else. Um, it was uh, A sunny morning. It was a dry morning. I mean, I never thought I'd be that happy to see so much wind, Mel. But (laughs) it's good for drying things out (laughs) when all else fails. And we had a dry course, almost effectively dry. We had a mode course and... Yeah, it was just that little bit brighter, which was quite exciting Uh, and added to the excitement, of course, as mentioned on the pod last week, it was Miss M Scholarly's birthday, which is always a cause for celebration at Shell Harbour Park Run. Oh, said it. Yep. Yep. Yeah, and she chose to volunteer with us. Which was lovely.
1: Now you say a mode course. So who oh, got yes. the hector out? Was that you? <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, believe it or not, I did load the lawnmower in the back of the car on Park Run morning, and the rake, and I was all very excited to get up there and just clear a bit of a wider path. Because for those unfamiliar with our course, our new course, uh, which follows pretty much the ridge line overlooking the bay, and includes two grassy hills. Around our start and finish area, uh, there are just some parts of the course that, that hadn't been mowed. So the whippersnipper had done the job in the last few weeks, but I thought it was time to go and widen that course. But I got there and it had been done. Without a grass catcher, though.
1: Oh, you go above and beyond, Ollie. Listeners, can you just visualize Ollie running up and down, you know, literally running with the lawnmower on the shelf upper parts? Can we have we, some video with that? Hannah, yeah. we need you to go down uh, and get some video.
0: Yeah, Hannah, come down. Um, <laughs> but yes, no, we have a Galen. risk assessment. Lawnmowing <laughs> is not in the risk assessment, uh, needless to say. So I don't run with the lawnmower or the whippersnipper, but with the rake, uh, yeah, unfortunately, the park crew, that had been incredibly helpful, but left a whole lot of dried grass hiding all those holes and protruding rocks in our path. So, <gasps> between <job>. myself, <laughs> one job, between myself and one of the other others in the team, Ian, we successfully managed to rake. I think was a couple of hundred meters of path in the hour before park run. So, um, yeah, we invented a new role: lead rake. <laughs>
1: <laughs> goodness me! All the trials yeah, and tribulations at that park right. run. Goodness,
0: a uh, whole lot of excitement, and uh, we had an age category record, which was quite impressive. Uh, Alan, uh, one of our visitors from um, the Clare Valley Park Run, actually came up and was gunning for that record, and mission accomplished. So, a very successful morning. Fantastic. What about yourself, Mel? How was your park run day?
2: Well,
1: Ollie, this week's recap includes the next instalment of Mel's tourism
0: tips. (laughs) (laughs) I'm excited.
1: And my tip this week is that when you decide to drive to an event which is in a remote area that you are not familiar with, it is wise to do your research as best you can on the route that Google Maps suggests. This includes whether the route will take you over a snow-topped mountain range and perhaps if your 2011 Holden Barina would be safer with snow chains. Sound fair? Oh, no. Well, you guessed it. (laughs) The alphabet wheels spun me up a J and so Friday morning I packed up the car and headed for Jindabyne with all the naive blind faith that Google (laughs) lady would take me there safely. (laughs) Gindervine is on the land of the Na'ago people in southeast New South Wales that overlooks Lake Jindabyne near the Snowy Mountains. It's a popular holiday destination year-round, especially in winter due to its proximity to major ski resort developments with the Kosciuszko National Park, including Threadbow, Perishar, and Charlotte Pass, and has long appeared as my Nendi as the Crow flies. Jindabyne park Parkrun first launched in September 2018 and ran 122 events before it was forced to stop due to the rising level of Lake Jindabine, which inundated the course. On the 30th of April in 2022, this year, the community relaunched their parkrun at a new location, which is where I visited for event six. I stayed overnight in the Kookaburra Ski Lodge, which was another first for me, situated Mm -hmm. in the centre of town and only minutes from the parkrun course. Although the weather app informed me that the temperature was 0.7 degrees as I stood waiting for the event to start, the sun was shining and Jindaby itself had no fallen snow to be concerned with. The course description was delivered brilliantly by EDRD Rosalie, which I asked her to repeat in the recording afterwards at the park cafe in town. was the first time this year I pulled out the gloves. However, halfway up the first ascent, they were swiftly stuffed back into a pocket. I did manage to run most of the two-lap course, only briefly walking what I assumed to be the hill of death referred to in my roving report. The goal was to finish under 40 minutes, which I managed with a finish number of 23, which I was quite proud of until I realised there was only 26 finishes. As I mentioned, I joined ED Rosalie as well as timekeeper Erin for a coffee afterwards, making sure I gained local knowledge for my trip home. I did not want to return home through any more snow. (laughs) Good. And if you are listening, ladies, I did make it home safely via the Kosciuszko Road and Monaro Highway. Follow me for more travel tips.
0: That deserves a clap because uh, I am glad you made it home safely after that, Mel.
1: Oh, goodness.
0: Wow. A couple of things. Firstly... That park run sounds fun, and I am so jealous that you made it there. I do look forward to making it there myself. You
1: will so love it, Ollie. You really will. It's really a cross with, what did I tell you, Rouse Hill, because I remember mm. we did Rouse Hill yes. as the second event on the longest run in Sydney when I came up a few years back, yes.
3: Yes. and I remember
1: it distinctly on just grass, gravelly, not gravelly, just Trail. Yeah, that's right. And this is what this is. Wait till you hear the recording of the roving report when she describes the course. It's brilliant. (gasps) (laughs) Uh. Yeah, and you do it twice. So. A lot of elevation and it's all very – even when you're going downhill, you can't really go full ah. speed because you've really got to watch your footing because it's very rocky. It's so
0: I'd be right at home.
1: <laughs> you would. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's why I thought you'd like it. Oh, thank you. Thank hmm. you. And um, wow, so another big driving trip too. Um, what did you do with all your time? <laughs>
1: oh, while I was driving? Yes. I had Scott and Mel on the trip with me. I listened to back episodes off oh. pod.
0: That's a good decision.
1: It was. I really did enjoy it. It was nice to listen back. as like having a chat with old friends. But I do have a question. Mm. And this I couldn't seem to problem solve. I'm sure there's a way around it. But you know when you listen to back episodes of a podcast? Yep. Well, you want to listen in ascending order because you want to start or say, for instance, I started at episode 100 and I wanted to go up. But every time the episode finished, it wanted to go back to episode ninety nine. I didn't want to go that direction. I wanted to go forward in time each episode.
0: Is this a technical feature or function?
1: How do I fix that?
0: <laughs> so so th- this this app. Applic- I'm assuming it's a podcast application. Is is taking you through the back catalogue in reverse?
1: Yeah, so first okay. I was using the Apple Podcast okay. app on yep. my phone and because I decided to start at episode 100, episode 100 played and then went to episode 99, I thought, well, I don't want to go backwards. And mm. after a while of having to actually physically, you know, stop that episode 99 and select episode 101, I thought, no, oh, this isn't working for me. Maybe if I go to Podbean, mm. it will magically – be smarter and go from episode 100 to episode 102. But no. <laughs> oh, they all do it. <laughs> well, the two, two I tried them. do it. Yeah. Which it doesn't make sense to me because you don't want to listen in reverse order.
0: Yeah, that, that's curious. We're going to have to test all the different podcast applications. So I'd extend your question and get everyone just to suggest, you know, what is the best podcast listening application here and particularly one that doesn't need to take us in reverse through the back catalogue. Oh, well, somebody
1: will tell me Spotify and then I'll be all confused. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I must admit, what am I on, podcast addict? And uh, my children have reliably and um, – somewhat humorously told me that uh, parkrun adventures is on Castbox as well because of course that's what harry potter is on they were very amused to see parkrun adventures there too but mm, what does everyone use
1: mm, would be good to know mm. so yeah that was a very pleasant company while i had mobile reception of course when you're crossing mountain ranges you don't always have great mobile reception that does interrupt your podcast listening
0: yeah <laughs> true Yes, we have a lot of black spots. I'm learning that in my line of work.
1: But moving on. You mentioned a name. I did. You mentioned a name, Mel. Mm -hmm. Yes. Oh, mate, Scotty Trickett. That's right. We wanted to give a shout out this week to Scott Trickett, who after five years as communications manager has finished up with Parkrun Australia. We wish to extend our friend and pod founder Scotty all the best for his future and we look forward to seeing him around at Parkrun and having him back on the podcast again soon.
0: Yes. Wouldn't that be lovely? Well done, Scotty, and thank you for all of your support there for all of our parkrun friends and family.
1: He's started a few parkrun events too, just Mm. quietly, hasn't he? He's founded Mm. Westerfolds, he founded Westerfold Juniors, Studley. Mm -hmm. Uh, I'm sure there was another one. He's been involved in many. So maybe, maybe there will be more in his future now.
0: Let's look forward to it. We look forward to seeing you at Parkrun, Scotty. Um, and, Mel, we've also had some feedback from last week's episode, episode 287, uh, and I appreciate this because <laughs> um, I've got a lot to learn and uh, I really like actually hearing a bit of advice that, that helps me here. So, Johan and Hindo Stu both replied, I understand in relation to the sign translation, which uh, I had a bit of a stab in the dark about. (laughs) Not a great stab in the dark at that matter. So Johan reliably informs us that uh, let op renners" means caution runners, which... um, Makes a lot of sense.
1: Yes, and Johan did also mention that the history of Afrikaans in South Africa comes from Dutch. So Mm. uh, those who can speak Afrikaans can very often understand Dutch translation as well.
0: Yes. And Hendo Stoop also sending through a message. Uh, Shall I read it out, Mel? Please. He said, hi, Ollie. Enjoyed listening to this week's pod." To answer your question on the translation of Let Op renners, Google translates as Watch Out Riders, which is apt as there are lots of bikes in the Netherlands, but I think it is the equivalent of Caution Runners sign.
1: Oh, so both those translations, like the literal one from Google Translates and the one that both Johan and um, Hendo Stu believe is correct, Caution Runners. Mm. So is it warning the runners about bikes or...? warning the bikes about runners, caution runners. So that's a sign for the bicyclists.
0: Or the, or the users of the area. Yeah, I would presume.
1: So they must have a marshal? What? Because w- what's the point of the sign? We don't have... Well, we don't.
0: But funnily enough, I had this conversation just this afternoon chatting with a landowner around advising the public that parkrun is on. And I'm really curious how different parkruns actually communicate this. I know our public do get very used to having us there and we've heard different accounts through different interviews over time of building that relationship with the public and, and different ways. But um, I'm really curious to keep learning about this and and what's used because you know perhaps it's the case that every marshal has this sign, um, maybe not Every park run has four or five marshals, like the park run that shall not be named has. But it's a good way to let the public know.
1: Yeah, there's all different ways that local events, I guess, uh, advertise to the local community. I know Inverloch has got a sign. I'm pretty sure they do anyway, from memory.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
1: At their start finish shelter, that indicates that there's a local free event at 8am every Saturday. Tullin Creek has got painting on the path at the start finish line that also says park run here every Saturday, 8am. So I'm sure I have seen that at multiple park runs in my touristing time. Mm. But not all have it because it's not a requirement and it's an added thing. And I guess that's something that event teams that might have the connections or the ability or that extra council backing can get done and made.
0: Yeah, just to suit the environment, I assume.
1: And not all events have shelters where you can pin something, for instance, Mm some events like when i went to mount ainsley the other week uh they don't have any sort of shelter they just start on a point of a track there's Mm -hmm. there's no structure there's no anything where you could make any Mm. you can't even paint anything there's no path it's dirt so
0: yeah mm. so it really does sound like it's it's been developed in certainly in our more local park runs in this this neck of the world to suit where it's required where maybe there are a few more members of the public around at park run time but yeah always interested to learn more but would like to thank our park run adventurer community once again for helping me uh, yeah just increase my knowledge at tad
1: and also in news this week Ollie the June volunteer update was out and one thing that I took from the volunteer update was there's a new 100 club wristband for junior park run. So, junior parkrun events, uh, which are currently in Australia, Ireland, and UK, are delighted to announce that 100 junior parkrun club milestone wristbands are now available. This is an amazing achievement for junior parkrunners to reach that milestone and certainly worth celebrating. And there was a link in the update for the junior events to be able to order them. So, I'll be getting onto that real soon. Uh,
0: that's great news. Uh, wonderful motivation and celebration for our junior parkrunners out there. Good work.
1: Even though at event 47. At Ainsbury. It will be a little while, another year, <laughs> before we can conceivably hand Eddie out, and that will probably be Zoe because she's done the most. <laughs> Go Zoe, <laughs> if I can continue to coax her along.
0: <laughs> well, that's right. It's always good to have things to aim for. That's that's uh, my approach anyway.
1: Correct.
0: And this week, I believe we need to say a special tenth happy birthday to Parkrun USA.
1: We hope that our mates over there at all the USA Park Runs we've been connecting with over the years, we hope you all had a very, very exciting and happy anniversary. Yes.
0: Carrying on the celebrations, uh, we did note that Sweden celebrated their National Day on uh, Monday the 6th of June, just gone. Uh, So bonus Park Run week for Sweden and anyone lucky enough to be over there. And I do believe a few people have been making the most of that, Mel.
1: Oh, yes, yes. I do have friends over there. Well, I'm hoping we're able to make it today. <laughs> I'm yet to see any Facebook posts, so I'm watching eagerly. Yes. We also celebrated last week, Ollie, our second homegrown 500 club, Jim Collard, who ran at Kingscliff. Not this Saturday, just gone, the previous one. Now, we weren't aware of this when we recorded last. Mm. Monday night. So, we didn't mention it in last week's pod. However, our informant did because he misses nothing.
0: <laughs> That's right. So, yes, a big thank you to our informant and a huge congratulations
1: to Jim. Yes. yeah, Mighty achievement.
0: And carrying on the news, Mel, there's been an announcement that came out just after last week's podcast was recorded. So, uh, yeah, we're getting it to print this week. Uh, but on the 31st of May, Parkrun Australia announced that they have joined forces with Invictus Australia to encourage more military veterans and their families to become involved in their local parkrun event as walkers, runners, volunteers and spectators. And... Um I'd suspect that's news that you would welcome, Mel.
1: It is. Ollie. Invictus Australia is the legacy organisation of the 2018 Sydney Invictus Games and was established to harness the power of sport to benefit those who are wounded, injured, and ill, along with the broader veteran community and their families. The collaboration with Parkrun Australia will highlight how serving members and reservists of the Australian Defence Force—that's me. And their families can benefit from parkrun at every stage of their military life, from recruitment to retirement. The term veteran refers to former and currently serving military personnel. There are in excess of 613,000 military veterans in Australia, including 60,000 who are serving in the ADF and almost 30,000 reservists. That's me approximately 6,000 people transition out of the Defence Force into civilian life each year as a result of recent conflicts. The age span is very broad and extends from people in their late teens. Veterans live and work in metropolitan and rural areas across Australia.
0: And uh, hundreds of veterans and their families already participate in park runs across Australia every weekend, and this has led to the creation of the Team Veteran Parkrun Group. Uh, which any veteran or family member can choose to join once they have registered with Parkrun using this link. Um, so if you do know, need that link, uh, we can help you find it. But Parkrunners can choose to belong to up to five Parkrun groups, which range from established athletics clubs to informal social groups. Commenting on the partnership, Invictus Australia Chief Executive Officer Michael Hartung said, Transitioning from military to civilian life can be challenging. Parkrun events provide a perfect opportunity for people to connect with their local community, make new friends and create a network beyond defence. Evidence shows that physical activity has significant benefits for physical and mental health and is a great way to prevent issues arising later in life. Parkrun is an activity everyone can get involved in regardless of your
1: age or physical condition with no commitment. That is a fabulous collaboration with Parkrun Australia and Invictus Australia. Yes. So, very happy to read that news, Ollie. Indeed. Wow.
0: It's a, it's a big week of
1: news, Mel. It is. But <laughs> we've got some stats to throw in as well, Ollie. So, over the weekend in Australia and New Zealand, there were 447 events, over 35,000 walkers, joggers and runners, 4,620 volunteers and... 1463 first
0: timers well done everyone big weekend yeah yeah speaking of a big weekend mel
1: yes (laughs) that's me so (laughs) i had a big weekend obviously as i have already said so i recorded a few words at the cafe after park run so let's have a listen to those now Good morning, adventurers. It's Melissa here, and I'm coming to you from Ginderbine Sports and Recreation Park Run in the little town of Ginderbine. Um, we're back at the cafe now, and I'm sitting with Rosalie and Erin. Rosalie was today's run director. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Good morning. Now, Rosalie, I was very impressed with your description of your course. So, if you wouldn't mind, would you go through that again for me?
4: Oh,
5: alright, no problem. So, at Gindervine Sport & Rec we have a two-lap course. Uh, we start on the tarmac of a running track and do a full circuit of it before we head out onto trails. We do live in Australia, so it's very important in our park run that you do keep to the left when you hit the trails. And then we run on a combination of mountain bike tracks, uh, fire road and just mowed lanes (laughs) uh, through some field areas with some great view. We run around um, the corner. We head through the mountain bike skill park at Sport & Rec. Uh, Our marshal there, who's amazing, sends you up the hill a little bit towards the archery around the frog pond and then we head up the hill of death is what Erin likes to call it (laughs) around the top of the hill back down and then we follow the fence line back towards the track we run do another lap of the running track and do it all again it's a lot for people to remember so my advice to them always is if you can't remember anything else that I've told you today just remember don't run through the cones that seems to be difficult well
1: I was a little bit concerned when I (laughs) when I heard that and I was trying desperately to keep up with the lady in front of me (laughs) but I did fine actually after that first lap that uh, it was very well marked so well done for that. Now I I also checked out your old course last night when I arrived in town and it is slowly emerging from the water I saw so what will you do? Will you stay on your new course or will you look to go back if the other one is uh, usable again?
5: Uh, well, look, our original course was chosen. It is definitely uh, a more family-friendly course. Our current course, uh, our runners love it. It's an amazing trail run, but it is very uneven and it is much harder than what our normal course would be. So, you know, our families that have prams and, and young children and some of our older um, people that came and walked aren't able to do our current course. So there's a good chance that the goal is to move back to that course one day, But it is worth noting that there's still a good portion of it that's underwater. And even when or if that water goes down far enough, there's been a huge amount of damage done, not only to the path, but to particularly to our start area, which is just all mud and dead grass and stuff. So we don't foresee moving back to that track kind of anytime soon. Yeah. Well, it's lucky that you've got a
1: lovely new location, mm. uh, which is quite different to your first one. So, <laughs> and you've got some families that, by the looks of it, that come regularly and are part of your sort of core, I guess. Um, Park runner, Um, what would you call it?
5: Yeah, Uh, our park run participants. Yeah, Yeah. it's really made up of uh, a number of. Uh, local running families um, and running groups uh, who are all loving the new course. So that's really good. I got passed
1: by a little boy uh, running in his clogs with his, with his dog. <laughs> I'm guessing yep. he's from one of those lovely families. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, And we're back here at the lovely Park Cafe, which is at the Information Centre yep. by the Lake Jindabyne in town. So very nice coffee here and nice little walk environment. One thing I was struck by though, although the temperature told me this morning it was point, I don't know, 0.2 degrees at the track, it wasn't cold
5: actually this morning we were all a bit thrown, we were expecting it to be much much colder and we were all dressed in preparation for that uh, and it was balmy, I mean that's probably a stretch but I thought it was balmy <laughs>
1: No, with the sun out I discovered I had way way too many layers on but I wasn't about to stop mid run and try and strip any off
5: <laughs> oh, We do have what we like to uh, call the cope room where so as people come past for their second lap they toss jumpers and um, jackets and layers at at our volunteers as they run past and they get placed in the coat room. So um, note that you
1: start and finish on the athletics track. So my home park run of Tool and Creek also starts and finishes adjacent to an athletics track. Mm-hmm. So it was a little bit of um, <laughs> feeling like being at home for me, which was nice. You might have to develop a sister park run relationship with Tool and Creek down in uh, Melbourne's west. And Erin, uh, you're the one of the EDs. Are you co-EDs?
5: I keep trying to convince her to be ED because she does all of the work, but she's quite happy with the uh, current figurehead um, that we have going on at the moment. So Rosalie, you're the ED. Yeah, so Rosalie's the the figurehead and Erin makes everything happen. She's phenomenal.
1: That's a pretty good uh, partnership, though. And Erin, have you been parkrunning long?
2: I started doing parkrun when Jindabyne's park parkrun started up, which was on the June long weekend in 2018. Which seems like a very long time ago. Um, so since then, I have only managed to do, I think, seven actual park runs. But I have volunteered now 100, and this must be my mo 103rd park run volunteer. So
1: congratulations! I noticed you had another park runner that did their
5: 100 volunteer today as well. Oh, oh no, oh. no, that was that was just me telling everybody how wonderful Erin was because <laughs> she recently did her 100. Okay. I
1: beg yeah. your pardon. Sorry about that. So with the two locations locally. Does it get a bit confusing for your anniversaries? Because June long weekend, but that's next weekend, so technically there's been parkrun in Ginderbine for four years.
2: Yeah, so uh, it is a little bit tricky this year. Um, Yeah, it's actually only our second anniversary, third anniversary. Yeah, because of COVID. Yeah, we're not really sure which anniversary we're having this year because of COVID and bushfires and all sorts of things. So, yeah, we're just rolling with it because it's 2022. We're going to go with it's our second birthday and we're going to wear tutus. Uh, to our second birthday in 2022.
1: Mm, Fabulous.
2: And, Rosalie,
1: you said you started park running in Tuggeranong in the ACT. Yeah, that's
5: correct. Tuggeranong was my um, home parkrun when me and my husband lived there. And um, then when we moved to Jindabyne, obviously there wasn't one here and at first we, we couldn't really do anything about it, but as soon as we were able to, we were keen to try and see if something could get started up locally. It's always going to be a bit hard because, you know, Mount bike, it's a tourist destination, so a lot of the local community, they work weekends, so they're not necessarily available, but it is a big tourist destination um, and our numbers fluctuate to prove that, I guess. <laughs> Well, I've thoroughly enjoyed
1: my visit to Jindaby and I've never been here before, so parkrun's brought me here and I've had a lovely whirlwind visit and loved your parkrun. So thank you very much for speaking to me this morning, ladies, and all the best for the future in Jindaby. Thank you so much.
2: Thank you so much.
0: And thank you, um, Mel, for that roving report. And uh, suffice to say, I've got the heater on, Mel. Thank you.
1: Did I make you cold?
0: <laughs> Just a tad. I mean, shorts and T-shirt, not <sighs> what I should be wearing to uh, to talk about Jindabyne Sport and Recreation Park Run, but it sounds like it was a fantastic adventure.
1: Yeah, yeah. It'll tide me over for a few more weeks, that one.
0: Yeah. But Ollie,
1: we have, we've got mail.
0: You've got mail. Yes, we have mail from Tracy, Tracy Wood, who has written to us and Tracy has said, "Good morning, Mel and Ollie. Would you please let the listeners know that the longest run Brisbane North is on 12th of June and the longest run Sunshine Coast is on the 19th of June. Cheers, Tracy."
1: I was just going to say, she included some links there too, Ollie, which I assume go to the said events.
0: That's right. That's right. And and look, thank you, Tracy. That's a very timely reminder. So, if anyone is listening and it's not Sunday yet, specifically <laughs> Sunday the twelfth of June, jump on to those uh, longest run links or check out the longest run Australia Facebook page, which you can find there for any of the other events. Um, I did have a note because we announced a few episodes back as well but uh, I believe still running this Sunday the 12th of June we've got as Tracy has pointed out North Brisbane we also have uh, a glut of Victorian longest runs Gippsland Melbourne North Melbourne West if I'm not mistaken
2: mm-hmm.
0: and Sydney as well making a bit of representation sailing the seven Seas through Sydney as well as the coast to country south coast and southern highlands longest run so yeah get the shoes ready and the changes of clothes
1: you forgot the most important one what's the most important one the renee and mel rebel tour longest run
0: (laughs) Uh, (laughs) ah right 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 of course Yes, yes. If anyone hasn't heard that, uh, I would struggle to remember which episode we covered that in, Mel, but um, (laughs) that was quite the adventure. Yeah. And there are more Longest Runs coming in the following week as well, so jump onto the Facebook page and check it out. And thank you, Tracy, for the reminder.
1: Yes, but Ollie, at Dazza's this week, Dazza said, June is Pride Month. As Parkrun adventurers, we know that Parkrun is a place of welcome, community, and kindness. Where did you park run today? Come on in and tell us. And
0: someone that did come on in and puzzle me again was Steve Spike, who said, good morning, Dazza. This morning I'm going to a park run at a location of very respectful, loving and caring people. One could say, good times never seem so good. Where is Neil? Happy park run day all.
1: You must have got that one.
0: I don't have a clue.
1: Oh, really? You're not old enough. <laughs> That's the problem. <laughs> You're too young. Are you actually the youngest Park Run podcast host? I think you might be. Well, I don't know, see. I don't know if it's, it's probably out of you and Nicola. I just sound young. <laughs> <laughs> Are you growing the beard to try to look older?
0: Well, it's got plenty of grey. <laughs> My kids think, tell me it works.
1: I think I'm the oldest. I definitely would be the oldest because I know the others aren't 50, um, so that makes me – oh, that's sad, isn't it?
0: Oh, look, if we've got the records, Mel, I'm stoked. (laughs) There's nothing like a PB.
1: (laughs) We'll take that niche.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: (laughs) Back on track, we heard from Greg Garner. First park run in six weeks due to closures and other things getting in the way. Worth getting up for this beautiful sunrise I got to see on my way to Golden Beach Park Run this morning. And Greg shared the beautiful early light shot with the sunrise over the water. If you haven't seen it, go and check it out in Monday Night's photo Album.
0: Yes, loved that one. Thank you, Greg. And uh, welcome back to Park Run. Mel, we also heard from Irene Bomacanti, who... Reporting in on a bit of uh, volunteering, uh, reported from Lewis Reserve Park Run, where PATH reached the awesome achievement of 100 volunteers. I'm fining for that because uh, that's a fantastic achievement. And uh, Irene shared the photo of Path with the run director and a 100 volley shirt to mark the milestone. And thank you for all of your support, Path.
1: Ollie, you don't get fined for claps that are in context. It's only when you <laughs> randomly clap while you are talking that you get fined.
0: Oh, great. Excellent. <laughs> I can afford coffee tomorrow now.
1: <laughs> we heard from Chloe Bravos. Bravos? Bravos. Adventuring for Fibonacci 34 at Homestead Park Run on this chilly but beautiful morning. PB for me too. And Chloe shared a selfie frame shot with two very well-positioned flags. And well done.
0: That's uh, quite an achievement of a morning. Uh, And not just the flags.
1: (laughs) They're not easy to get to when they're yeah. just naturally wanting to lean in one direction, which isn't the direction of which you want the photo. It's very difficult mm. unless you mm. physically hold the flag. Otherwise, you've got the toilet block in the <laughs> background and there's <laughs> nothing you can do about
0: it. That's it. When pitching the flag on Saturday morning, I did actually pull it out twice before I resolved the right angle to uh, to pitch it in because it was windy as well. So um Yes. Yeah. I was What's the trying trick? To get it Is right. there a
1: trick? Do you have to put that stabby thing in on an angle? Like I don't know. Well,
0: that that was my attempt. Yes. Right. Yes. That's right. Oh. Uh, anyway.
1: Follow us for more tips. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Back on track, Richard uh, reported in with a bit of volunteerism. Tailwalker at Golston Park Run for my 34th event. On the theme of Pride Month as the father of a gay daughter, it's great that she lives in an age where she can be her true self. And Richard did share the photo of uh, a couple of special cows by the selfie frame.
1: Moo-moo and milkshake.
0: That's right.
1: We also heard from a familiar name, Hannah Newton. No park run for us today. Instead, spending the day walking around and exploring the city. So we're putting this one down to being a naughty, which I think is a stretch, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs> but we also had a lovely photo of Hannah and James in the city.
0: See, this this is in here. Um, it's a bit of bias, let me admit it. But this is uh, Hannah, if you're listening, now you have to come to park run, Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You've been included. You need to come to Park Run. <laughs> Do as you're told. But yes, that was Hannah and James out enjoying the lights of Vivid, the weekend oh. in Sydney. Yes. And Mel, mm-hmm. another tourism report came in from Leanne Reynolds, who was Park Run touristing Seacliff Esplanade Park Run. And uh, Leanne did share a photo with a flag that was um, backwards.
1: Oh, that's awkward. Oh, uh, welcome to Daz's, Leanne. Your first time, we believe. Um, If you're not aware, you've just incurred a $1 fine for having your flag backwards in your photo. We're really sorry. Don't hate us.
0: Which is completely optional and in the spirit of supporting the parkrun adventurers uh, with fun. But uh,
1: (laughs) it looks like it was a great morning. I don't think you need to worry about the debt collectors coming to the door. Let's just put it that way. Yes. And we heard from Helen Davis, who was touristing overseas. I'm still waiting. Been up since 5.30 and it doesn't start until nine and we only have a three kilometre walk to get there. (sighs) And um, so Helen was over in Denmark. She shared Later in the day, when she did get to Parkrun, a selfie frame shot with Steve and the World Tourist Teddy Bear.
2: <laughs> Not
1: sure what the World Tourist Teddy Bear's name is. No. Uh, and a selfie with some other weird guy. Oh, I don't know who he is. Do you know who he is? No, I don't. I don't think I know.
0: I think I might know. I, I, I think he also travelled to visit that Parkrun.
1: Yeah, mm. he looks familiar. Might know him from somewhere. <laughs> we are, of course. Joking, it was Mr. Danny Norman, and thank you for the video, Danny. Appreciated that.
0: Yeah, and we heard from Chris Seymour. Frosty one degree fun at Queenstown, and uh, Chris had the photo evidence to prove running in his gloves and beanie that looked fresh.
1: He was also a newbie to dazzers. Yes,
0: welcome, Chris. Warm up by the fire.
1: Now we heard from Luke Schroeder. Ollie, mm. why would we be hearing from Luke Schroeder this week?
0: Because Luke's got an achievement to report Yeah,
1: on. but isn't there another reason?
0: Oh, he's just happy to celebrate oh, the achievement. there's another reason. <laughs> no, I'm pretty sure it's the achievement.
1: <laughs> Luke said, "Ah, a jolly good evening to ye dazza. Today me hearties, Sam, Patrick and myself became pirates. Having sailed our seven seas, we met up at Rudy Hill for an hour." <laughs> <laughs> It's not easy to do, is it? No. (laughs) It's a very flat course which saw Patrick run a PB and Sam run her fastest time since 2019 when she was running from sharks after walking me plank. (laughs) After park run, we stayed and cooked a barbecue breakfast and talked about what our next challenge might be. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and luke aka sam shared a photo <laughs> of the group in the selfie frame that's
0: right thank you luke for sharing that
1: and that's a dollar for sam for being back in facebook jail
0: <laughs> <laughs> that was a nice transition there out of pirate speak mel <laughs> oh. Now we also heard. Um, I'm just going to apologise for the pronunciation in advance. I look. For, <laughs> I, I do ask that someone help me retrospectively with this one. Helen Helen Rotti went to Amsterdam's bars to get a new flag, but we love a pride flag too. As a pride mum and dad had croissant and coffee after, then had to dash to the airport. And Helen did share a photo of her at the start sign.
1: Moving on to another overseas visitor, Callum Burrell from the UK. Celebrating the Jubilee over there, Ollie, for the Queen's Platinum Jubilee in Old Blighty, it had to be one place, Jubilee Park Run. (laughs) I also got to run with Her Royal Highness too, and Callum had a photo of himself in costume, well, you wouldn't say costume, dressed up in the Union Jack hat, followed by Shirley Not the Queen herself.
0: (laughs) Nice celebration, that one. And um, thank you, everyone, for sharing your celebrations, your achievements, your your tourism and your volunteering support um, and your walks around Vivid as well. Um, It does us this week.
1: Okay, Ollie. You must have the envelope. I don't see it on my desk, so I'm guessing it's on yours. Maybe it's sticky noted somewhere.
0: <laughs> Funny you say that. It's actually stuck with blue tack um, yeah. to the uh, to the wall next to my desk. So let me just take it off without wrecking the paint. Um, <laughs> all right, I have the envelope. Okay, and the OB this week goes to. You might have to check this, Mel. Um, Matthew Billington. Wait, he wasn't at Dazz's. Was he at Dazz's? Well, he did pop into Dazz's, but we didn't read his report out from Dazz's. Perhaps there's another reason.
1: Yes. Well, funnily enough, Ollie, we did receive a very stellar roving report from Matthew, which we're going to listen to now.
4: hi there parkrun adventurers billow here long time listener third time reporter the last time i posted a report would have been way back so it's been a long time between drinks in august 2019 and that was after completing 365 day streak at the west beach parkrun event now fast forward to the 4th of june 2022 i have relocated To southern New South Wales uh, on the border of being Albury Wodonga. What brings this report to you today is as us adventurers do, we often leave it to the 11th hour and we make a crazy decision to get up at the crazy hours of the morning, jump in the car, and then drive to our next Nendi location. Now, for me, I'm actually in my second Nendi location, and I do know that. one of your hosts is actually coming from my other Nindy, being Ginderbine this morning. I'm actually just under shy of 200 kilometres northwest of Albury-Wodonga at the Leeton Sports and Recreation Precinct Parkrun. So I'm about to start it, go and meet the Advent team, and then we will come back and give you a further update. And we're back. I'm now with Andrew Watson, and Andrew is the event director for well done,
3: guys. Leeton
4: uh, Recreational well done, Sam. Pre- uh, Precinct Park Run, and he's also the run director today. Thank you, yes, I am. On so, a wet day in Leeton. I tell you what, it started off a bit, uh, a bit fresh with a bit of rain. When It's not too good when the forecast is only going to be 5% chance, but anyway, <laughs> yeah, we hard. should go and get a lotto ticket. Yeah, um, so just describe your course for us, Andrew.
3: Well, it's not an out-and-back course like many are. It's, it's got little bits, but the little bits are quite good, like especially this time of the year. We run up about 700 metres up to the pool and back and you can peel off your jumpers or things like that if you've got them. You can throw them on the tables on a normal day that's not raining, of course. And then we go back around to an oval and we go around Mark Taylor Oval once and then we're back to the start-finish area and then we buck up to the pool and back again. So
4: so it's pretty much like a big U yeah, it with, a, with a big circle around... Yeah, exactly. Um, around Tubby's Oval. So he'd obviously be the famous person who's uh, born here. That's right. So the thing I do like about your course, and I'm gonna say this is it's flat. Exactly. So so the people that don't like the hilly ones, this is definitely a must to do, uh, come to location. So what what made you start it?
3: Uh, My daughter moved to Airlie Beach and she started doing the park runs there and I did some with her as well. So I could see the advantages of it for a town and thought oh leet would be good i retired and i
4: thought my project now will be to get a park run going so awesome and you've obviously got a a, the support from the local council they've been supportive the council's
3: been very good and the local community has been fantastic you know we've had lots of volunteers which has been great so we've been doing really well and look at a day like today and we've got a full you know number of volunteers and we're getting a reasonable number of People running, walking, or jogging. Yeah. yeah, no,
4: that's good, and it's definitely a mixture of ages too. I noticed definitely, yes, which is good. And I, I've got to say, the thing I did notice about your event is your team is very friendly. Uh, when I first, obviously, got here, obviously, Thank yourself you said good day, and yes, where are you from? Yeah, yeah obviously, doing right. the detective stuff. <laughs> um, so yeah, it was. It's actually uh, great that. to come to an event where you feel really welcome. So that's I right. definitely would suggest anyone that's sort of uh, look, you. even if you're not travelling through this area. Look, Leeton is definitely a must-do event. Yes. Event. That's and, right. And uh, so, what's the uh, what's it like after the event? Because as, as you know, big part of Parkrun is it's more about the coffee and the, the chat after. That's true. And we're sort of we're getting
3: to that point because we've had stop. We've started stop with COVID and things like that. It's been hard to get a a one coffee shop at this point. Yeah. But sort of in the next few weeks or months, we'll start allocating a coffee shop that we're going to go to and have coffee afterwards.
4: Excellent. So is there a go-to today?
3: Uh, we go to the coffee tree today.
4: Rightio, so, so Some of
3: us will go to the coffee
4: tree. I think yes. I'll definitely be there and hopefully we can <laughs> chat with a few others.
3: That's right. Definitely some go to the coffee tree and uh, yeah, we just sort of didn't want to make it one coffee shop, but I can see the advantages of the coffee afterwards. Yeah. Because we get a lot of visitors that say, where do you have coffee afterwards? Well done. Good job. Last well, little bit. And yeah. I can see the advantages of it. We always did, but it was with COVID and things like that, you know,
4: you'd sort of, we couldn't go. Yeah, it's very challenging, things. very challenging for all events around Australia, obviously. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, so it's good to obviously now that a lockdown as such is such as almost non-existent that you're obviously getting a lot more tourists here. Because I noticed today you had some from Western Australia. Yes. Um... I was speaking to a lady before. Obviously, not come not far from uh, Griffith, but she's obviously got a friend that she's run with that's come from Armidale. Yeah, exactly. So it's good to see people are starting to get out again. So Andrew, thank you for your time. That's
3: fine. Thanks for great parkrun
4: today. <laughs> I'm now with Rachel. Rachel is one of the volunteers at Leeton today. She's on the uh, important job of timekeeper. Yes. Thank you for the warm welcome when I got here, Rachel. So, uh, what, what made you get into parkrun?
6: Um, my dog. Your dog? Okay. <laughs> my dog and a friend and some friends, like, as far as... And it's just a really good atmosphere as far as being a friendly friendly place to come. And um, so my son likes riding his bike, so he comes down and rides his bike, and I do my bike run, and yep. it's
4: just oh, that's a good, good place to be. And a good thing about it's right next door to the skate park there, yep. so if your son gets bored, he, he hangs out there, Yeah, he? exactly. Excellent. So uh, apart from your dog what would you say to people to encourage them to get involved in their local community park run?
6: Um, No one ever comes last, so it's a really good way to actually build your fitness, build your time. Like, I literally used to walk. I then challenged myself to, we have a little oval section, so my first challenge was to run the, or jog, the oval section, then to jog the first K, and now I sort of jog, jog the K, and then the oval section, and now the last K, and just building up. That's good. You building up. You build it up, up. Yeah, build it
4: so up. and I've got to say, the, the probably the oval is probably the most challenging bit with the grass, particularly if it gets wet.
6: Yeah. At, at first, I thought not that it was worth running on the gra- on the grass was better than running on the concrete, but then other running people told me, "Oh no, you should do it the other way around." I'm like, "Oh well, I started with the oval because it was a." A distance I could see as being okay, this is my challenge to do this circle.
4: Excellent. And how many times have you volunteered? So you're actively involved and you like volunteering?
6: Yeah, I'm also the guide leader in town. It's just one of those people that when people are like, oh, we really, really, really need someone, I'm not very good at the no word. So I'm like, okay.
4: It's funny how local <laughs> communities have those sort of people that always put their hands up. So well done, Rachel. That's Thank great. Thank you. <laughs> so timekeeping, one of your favourite jobs? Oh, no, it's walk? actually the first time I've ever first done time.
6: timekeeping. I normally, to be honest, either do the trail walking, so that's why I said about no one ever comes last. So it's, that's always a great chance to have a chat to different people because yeah. there's always someone else to talk to. Or I volunteer over at one of the other uh, marshal bits because so my dog sort of and I do half the walk stop cheer everyone on then we do the other half and so she still gets her exercise today is the first time we've actually done the timekeeping
4: oh that's good well done and you, you're finding the app very easy to use obviously
6: oh yeah it's it's really simple like I literally downloaded it when I got here and the only problem in the rain is that we have one extra position because the rain spot topped it, stopped it once but <laughs> <laughs> that's alright we'll fix that up oh the
4: good thing about you can edit that out so <laughs> yeah. that's excellent it's always hard to obviously start out in the rain but I've got to say it's a really good feel for the, for the community that, that has to Turned up today and talked to Andrew before he was actually surprised by the number that have turned up today. So that's excellent.
6: Yeah, it's the first time we've. I mean, rain. We live in a semi-arid desert region in Leeton, so rain is not normally one of our problems. Just unfortunately the last well this last season it has been a huge problem for our whole community so yeah no, rain rain is a little bit of a curse at the moment but other times of the year it's an absolute blessing it's just one of those pros and cons
4: that's good and the course itself only a very small part of it is on grass and and i was actually surprised i thought it would have been a little bit more boggy than what it was and it was quite uh, it drained quite well so yeah no, really good course yeah, for I, I think anything. Over. The former Australian cricket captain came yes. from Leighton, so that was in his honour. Yeah, that's excellent. No, I did do research on <laughs> on Tubby, so it's good to see that he's the man that's uh, put Leighton on the map, so it's fantastic. Nice Rachel, thanks for your time. No, you're welcome. So now I'm at the famous After Park <laughs> Run Coffee, and I'm talking now with Marie and Sylvia. Hello, ladies. Hello. Hello. <laughs> So these ladies were very welcoming and uh, after we finished parkrun, I've got to say, Sylvia actually kept me on my toes today, so thank you for that. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) So these ladies are locals and obviously uh, I can see by their uh, their whole whole feel and attitude that they absolutely love parkrun. Yeah,
5: we do. Yeah, every Saturday. Yep.
4: So what made you ladies get into it?
5: We just well, Andrew, the run, one of the run directors, um, was a guy that I used to work with, and he'd been talking about it for I'm going to say at least a year or so before it actually got up and running. Um, so I've I've known about it um, before its inception, and then basically just wanted to support him when he got it up and running.
4: Excellent. And what about you? Marie? Well, I was doing the gym, and we had a bit of a running
2: program, and then when I heard about the park run, I thought, oh, I might just sign up and see how it goes. So. Um, yeah, so I've got the wristbands and everything now. So,
4: <laughs> so you've got the merch happening? I've noticed oh, you've yeah. got the hat oh, ha- yeah. ha- there happening. Oh, in the 25. Oh, yeah, we've, we've
2: got a you know a bit of merch. <laughs> <laughs> and and I, I did
4: hear Wednesday. a whisper that you've got a milestone oh, next week. Next
2: week. So, don't go like, falling over oh, and no, breaking don't any don't bones or anything like that. I want a t shirt.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so, well done on your. your uh, up-and-coming achievement. Thank you. Thanks. So thanks, Thank you. thanks for your uh, welcome today, ladies, and it's uh, been an absolute pleasure sitting down, having coffee and breakfast Hi. with oh, you. Lovely. lovely. Same, same to you. You. Thank you. Thank you. Well, that's it from me signing off from Leeton. What an awesome event. So if you're ever in the sort of central Southern New South Wales area uh, between Griffith and Wagga, make sure you check out Leeton Sports and Recreational Precinct Park Run. Back over to you, Mel and Ollie.
0: And thank you, Matthew, for the roving report and congratulations once again on your OB. Oh, Mel, is it time to catch up on The Adventurers Club?
1: We're going from strength to strength, Ollie. The Adventurers Consolidated Club report for Saturday, the 4th of June 2022 had a total of 212 members, 166 of which took part on this date at 102 different locations. Where are they Mel? Oh <laughs> glad you asked Ollie in the UK <laughs> we had 12 events at Moores Valley, Falfoot, Heslington, Tewkesbury, Wepper, Seven Valley Country, Mallard's Pike, Jubilee, urchester country, penryn campus sutcliffe and tidworth and in denmark we had two events ollie
0: <sighs> all right get the fines ready um amaga farland and Omega strand park i don't know how to pronounce these so i sincerely apologize i'm butchering them and two events in sweden Scottish yes. and Balaxkogon. <laughs> That's where my in-laws will be skinning me alive if they hear this. Uh, shall I keep going?
1: Oh, please do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> one event in Germany, in Hochgraben.
1: Yes, I can take over from here, Ollie.
0: Oh, how kind of you.
1: <laughs> one event in the USA, Joe Criesen. One event in South Africa at Atlasville. And one event in the Netherlands, Ollie.
0: <laughs> in Amsterdamse Bosch.
1: Locally, we had adventurers at 31 events in Victoria, the greatest state, 19 events in New South Wales, 17 events in Queensland, six events in WA, three in South Australia, one in Tassie, none in the ACT, none in the Northern Territory. So the Territories, goodness me, this week. (sighs) Anyway. Over the Dutch, we had four events on the North Island and one event in the South Island.
0: Ah, well, uh, a good performance nonetheless, and I suppose – I feel like I should apologise to the good parker and adventurer community of New South Wales for not sticking up for you (laughs) every time that (laughs) Mel Ellis here calls Victoria the great estate. Uh, Look – Victoria Hello. has a, a long history of being recognised as the greatest, or claimed it was as the greatest. State. At
1: thirty-one different events, and I wasn't even in town. So, um, neither was Prince so the Peel. <laughs> there's our
0: motivation, people. <laughs> Let's you get had out
1: nineteen there. events, so there's the there's the writing on the wall, and so yeah. that means that the majority of listeners are going to agree with me.
0: Well, the adventuring <laughs> ones, anyway. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, but the largest frond this week, Ollie, was at Lewis Park Reserve, who had five adventurers: Bram Cassidy, Irene and Parth Bombacanti, Dawn Branton, and Cheryl Smith. And there would have been six if Mark Smith would just come on board.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, a big week for adventuring once again. Thank you for some of those uh, great parkrun locations uh, for taking us out there. Mel, which great parkrun location are you headed to next parkrun day?
1: (gasps) I've got visitors this week, Ollie. Yes. I'm very excited. I'm staying home. So after three weeks of ridiculous travels, which I did push myself to do knowing I had a couple of weeks where I was going to be at home, I am going to welcome Luke and Sam Schroeder to Ellis Palace, and we are going to adventure on Saturday to Altona Beach Park Run. So if you are listening and you are in Victoria and you have not done Altona Beach Park Run and you would like to join the coolest frond going rounds this week, mm. please come and join us at Altona Beach Park Run. You'll be very welcome. On top of that, if you want to come and visit Ainsbury Heritage Trail Junior Park Run, said Schroders are also volunteering. So we are also having a junior frond at Ainsbury on Sunday. Happy days. Mm, Big weekend. Huge weekend.
0: I wish you all a very, very happy Big Park Run weekend.
1: Thank you. And what's happening in your part of the woods this week, Ollie? Something I don't think there's much going on locally for you.
0: (laughs) No, Mel, you would be wrong. (laughs) It is, of course, the eighth birthday, the eighth anniversary of Shell Harbour Park Run. So I'm looking forward to being at home and joining the 80s bandwagon. I think there have been some fantastic 80s celebrations. Uh, I have seen the ponds decking their 80s gear and a special mention to the video uh, that Mount Barker turned out a little while back for their 80s celebration. So no, no videography um, coming from us, but there will be some some 80s celebrations and a park run.
1: Oh, yes. So just a small little thing, a small, a small little gathering. Thing, yeah, probably nobody will come.
2: <laughs> oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I haven't seen it on social media. <laughs> Nobody will have listened to the pod by then.
0: No, that's true. That's true. That's all right. I'll 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 sit there in my fluro's and, and eat muffins by myself.
1: <laughs> I'm looking forward to seeing your costume. Make sure you get yourself uh, lots of photos. Yes. We need lots of selfies. Splash that all over.
0: We will do our best, yes. And I have been promised some of the fantastic baking. Our resident baker, Beck Bailey, the baker, who baked us uh, some goods for our last parkrun birthday at Shell Harbour, which she didn't even attend, is coming this time. So, uh, yeah.
1: Fantastic. Baked goods.
0: Yes. We will
1: share the pictures. We shall definitely see those in Dazzes. That's right. Oh, well, okay. So it's Battle of the Fronds next week. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I think we've established it it, it, um, it it misses the volunteers, Mel, so.
1: Oh. <laughs> mm. We win, we win. Oh, we'll see.
0: <laughs> we'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. We do have mm-hmm. a volunteerist coming along as well, so very excited for one of our adventurers to come and join us at
1: Shell Harbour. Wow. You've racked up a few today.
0: Oh, it's an expensive day.
1: Oh, well, it was fun, Ollie. Thank you again. For joining me today. Thank you, Mel. For another episode. 288. We're edging closer to the 300, even though it's arbitrary. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> We're edging closer. But what about 299? Hang on. Yeah, I was going to bring this up with you. Like, oh, okay. Scotty sang in German on episode 99. How's your finish? Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> oh, dear.
1: <laughs> you watch all those Eurovision things. You must be able to speak, sing in foreign languages. Uh, Start
0: preparing. You- have you seen Finland at Eurovision lately? It's, a, it's always heavy rock.
1: Um, <laughs> You've got the wig. I know it. Oh, the wig's gone missing. What? Uh, the wig's
0: gone missing. That was going to be part of my costume, but I'm having to um, seek other arrangements with my hair.
1: See, you shouldn't have had that haircut, Ollie. <laughs> <laughs>
0: It would have taken a while to get to that Oh dear Yes, okay, no, but right.
2: you're
1: on notice You've got 11 episodes to come up with a finish song Because, you know, you can't let Scotty out, do you? We, you know, we've been doing this for a while now, Ollie We've got to step up
0: <laughs> We could just get Scotty back
1: <laughs> No, he'll never do that again
4: Oh dear
1: I don't think he'll ever do that again
0: Well, you're really making a great case for me to take it on, man Thank you <laughs>
1: Okay, listeners, please write in and show your support to Ollie having a little sing-along at the end of episode 299. Thank you. That's it from us (laughs) this week. As always, you can contact us via Facebook or on our email, which is parkrunadventurers at gmail.com. We'll see you all next week for more adventures.
3: Hello adventurers, today I was talking to the bike about where we'd go to tour this week and the bike said, a beach, we should go to a beach, it might even be a frond. I started scratching my head and the bike started mumbling something about feeling abandoned like a Toyota, even I'm going to have to solve this one.